Hello, and welcome to the Divine Feminine Leaders podcast. My name is Celeste Hartwell, and I am, I, first off, this is a podcast to really help inspire women, people, anyone who is experiencing anxiety, overwhelm, maybe that's even turning into like a little bit of depression, and not really kind of feeling stuck in their life, not really feeling like they're moving forward. And to really help you understand that no matter where you are in your life, you can completely change that and really move into a place of confidence, clarity. And I'm really honored today to be interviewing Emma Churchman. She is the CEO and founder of a personal development company, Catalyzing Conscious Leaders and Changemakers to Awaken Limitless Power purpose, prosperity. And Emma is a spiritual teacher and success mentor with a seminary degree and mad genius psychic skills who grew her business with a basic website and no email list to multi six figures within a year. She mentors her clients through next level growth to make a huge impact, monetize their sole purpose and love their businesses. Emma teaches manifesting, abundance mindset, aligning business with soul, and expanding vibration. And I have to tell you that I actually found Emma through a podcast that she did called Cleared for Profit, Heal Your Trauma to Grow Your Business. And I was so impressed with that, that I, I was like, this woman is a divine feminine leader, and she absolutely needs to be on the podcast. So Emma, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, Celeste, it's my honor to be here with you all. Thank you. And so I'm curious if you want to dive in a little bit more about what your work is. I know you, it feels like you really help entrepreneurs kind of clear, <laughs> clearly trauma around their money, hence your podcast. Right. And, and tell me a little bit more about that. Like, how do people come to you and then how do they leave? Yeah, that's a, such a great question. So I work primarily with service-based conscious entrepreneurs. So coaches, healers, practitioners who are who have a spiritual bent, who get that they're here as spiritual beings in human form to help transform consciousness on this planet, to help heal our world, to help us make this evolutionary shift into what is next. And the folks who tend to be most attracted to me have already established their businesses and maybe they've had some success and then things start stop working or they start breaking down or they're ready for their next level growth and they cannot figure out how to flip the switch or crack the code to get to that next level. Maybe that's six figures, multi six figures, seven figures and beyond, but they've gotten to this kind of plateau place and they've tried all the things that they think should work to help them get to that next level and none of the things are working. So that's how they come to me. And then what we do is we essentially create their unique manifesting roadmap. So we look at how they are uniquely designed to manifest new results for themselves because everyone has a different roadmap, a different template. And when you can actually understand what your own internal process is, and then combine that with raising your vibration to match your next level, right? Because you can't get new results from this vibration. you got to be in this vibration. 
and then you address whatever mindset blocks are getting in the way and really start stepping into and aligning to your next level self, then you start to iterate, you start to quantum leap much more quickly. So that's the journey that I take my clients through. And the end result is whatever it is that they desire. And it's different for each person, but it's always related to the growth of the business, which of course includes the growth of the person as well. Right. I was going to say, there's such a ripple effect when we really step into our genius, right? That just permeates throughout the rest of our life. And so I wanted to just back up just a quick second, because for anyone who may be attracted to this podcast, but maybe doesn't quite understand what vibration is and hasn't listened to any of the other episodes, I'm just curious if you want to give like a little bit of a definition 101 on that. Oh yeah, I'm happy to, because that word finally is being thrown around a lot in the transformation and coaching industry, and no one knows what the fuck it means. Right. So let's just break it down a little bit. So we're spiritual beings having a human experience, and we're here in this 3D reality, and everything in this reality is vibrating at a certain frequency, right? So you're vibrating, the cells in your DNA are vibrating, your emotions are sending out a certain frequency, your thoughts are sending out a certain frequency, your physical body is sending out a certain frequency. All of those combined are your vibration, essentially your energetic signature. So when you start vibrating in a different way, you start attracting different, different things to you. That's how you change the literal reality all around you. Does that make sense? Yeah, it absolutely does. And I, I'm, I'm a big preacher on that too. Like to me, I call it energy, right? And our, and our thoughts and our beliefs and our feelings all create the energy at which we're vibrating at, right? Mm -hmm. So I love that. So thank you so much. That was such a great, clear description. And I always love to hear like, how do you describe it compared to how does somebody else describe it? Because we all speak in different terms and different people can hear different things. And so I think it's important to always come back to that. So thank you so much. So it feels like your work is really in depth and exciting. Like I get really excited hearing about it. Um, Tell me about how long this takes for an average person. You know, it depends on the person. The um, We've got a program that we're enrolling folks into right now to create their manifesting roadmap in six weeks. So that's the fastest you could possibly, it's by application only, right? Like it's not for everyone, but if you've got certain things kind of set up, if you've got your business set up, if you've got your marketing messaging set up, if you've done the mindset work, if you've already been on the spiritual path for a while, it's going to be a lot easier for you to be able to uh, really hone in on what your actual manifesting process is. And to be totally honest, I'm, I'm going to put my curtain down here so you don't have to look at the light. It took me, after I had the breakout success, right, the success that everyone wants of going from $500 on average to $20,000 a month on average in 30 days and then multi-six figures in one year, like, holy crap, that's what everyone wants. Then I had to unpack what I had actually done. And it took me several years to really understand the whole formula. 
that it's not just how you manifest. It's not just dealing with mindset. It's not just dealing with vibration. It's not just about aligning to your next level self. It's all four of those in my experience and my work with clients that's required to have that next level growth. So if you've got all those pieces in place and you've got someone who can guide you through creating the roadmap for your success through that approach, then I would say you can do it in six weeks. Nice. I love it. So bold. <laughs> I love it. That's why I wanted you on. And so I love that. So tell me a little bit more about, I'm, I'm so curious now because this is really, this is the purpose of the show is to really help people see like no matter where they are, that they can shift and change. So now I'm like even more curious about like, what was it like to go from $500 to multi six figures? It was exhilarating and it was also terrifying. And I didn't have, I didn't have the right container in which to stand. And what I mean by that is I didn't really understand who I needed to become mm. in order to sustain that kind of growth and beyond. I could figure out logistically how to get to, I did 200,000 that first year, how to get to 200,000. Like I figured out my programs, I figured out my marketing messaging, I figured out how to, to deliver to my clients, I figured out how to do the back end of the business, I figured out who to hire to support that, but I wasn't stepping into my beingness. So the result is that I hit that marker in 12 months, and then I freaked the you-know-what out and started self-sabotaging in all kinds of new creative ways. And I think that happens for a lot of entrepreneurs, we're taught that we should just make more money and when we make more money, we'll be successful. And that's awesome, but not if you don't do it in a sustainable way. Do it in a way that doesn't cause you to contract and freak out. And do it in a way that doesn't come from proving, striving, and hustling energy because if you build your first six figures on the foundation of proving, hustling, striving, having to get it to work, what's going to happen is that you've got a foundation that is not sustainable. You know, it can drop away like quicksand does. And for some entrepreneurs, they can even get to a half million or seven figures before they freak out. And then what happens is they have to recreate their entire business because their entire gigantic business model, in fact, I was just made aware of an entrepreneur who has a $4 million company who is about to like lose the entire company because she built the whole thing on this proving, hustling, striving energy and now has like catastrophic adrenal fatigue, right? Like now she's got to burn her business to the ground and restart it instead of starting it on the foundation of what is the sustainable model that really incorporates all of who you are as a being. Does that make sense? I love it. My body's lighting up, which is like goosebumps always tells me it's a big hell yes. Like, <laughs> like, and I feel like this point is so important because I definitely grew up in under the hustle and grinds method. And and, and I think that a lot of our society, you know, puts a badge of honor on that, right? I worked 80 hours this week and I did this and I did that. 
Um, and prove, 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 look at me, I'm so worthy because like, look at how busy I am. And thankfully my body actually shut down an adrenal fatigue, like long before, right? <laughs> the success came. And, and I'm grateful for that because it made me go, no, this is not the way that I'm able to work. And so I say all that because it feels so good to hear you speak on like really taking your entire self into the process, your entire being into this. And I, you touched, you, you and Stephanie touched on this in that podcast episode as well, um, about how she kind of had to burn her business back to the ground, you know, and come back up, um, based on wanting it to be in flow and doing that. And so I'm curious, did you do it from the hustle space first and then like relearn it or tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, I think I was doing some proving and hustling, especially when I started to get the breakout success. I felt like I was responsible to that success. I was responsible to my business rather than the other way around. Mm. And I've also had the experience of, so I've had Lyme disease in my body for about a decade now. And so what that means is that whenever I put my body or myself under stress, whenever I'm doing too much, it can activate the Lyme symptoms, which is terrible and awesome because it's a good litmus test, right? To know if I'm doing too much. And I've actually had the experience several times now of having a Lyme flare up and literally like being on my back, not able to get off the sofa or out of bed for weeks at a time. And I had one experience, I think it was about two years ago, where I had a flare up that went on for months and months. And in the first month of it, I was able to say to myself, okay, business universe, y'all got to keep things running because I don't have the bandwidth. Like I'll give you two hours a day, but that's all I got. And I knew that everything in my business was aligned to my manifesting roadmap at that point. And I did $87,000 in sales that first month which at the time was the highest sales month I had ever had while lying on my back working two hours a day. Wow. So what I know about that is that if you are aligned in every single possible way to your man, to your unique manifesting roadmap, it doesn't matter for the most part, how much you work. What matters is that the actions that you are taking are fully aligned to your growth, to your expansion, to your path. I love that. And it's such a powerful flip on the head from the hustle and grind method, right? It's like two hours a day. That's all you get. And then the largest month that you'd ever had in business up until that point. And so I'm really curious about this manifestation roadmap. And I'm curious if you want to help like share a couple tips for people to see if they can figure out what that is. Oh yeah. So May I give an exercise? Please. I love okay. exercise. So, all right. So this is such a great example of how we manage to get out of alignment over and over again on a daily basis. And it, what I'm going to share with you will also lift up for you all how to get into alignment, how to more consciously be in alignment in your life and in your business. So here's the example. 
say you wake up this morning and your soul, your being, just all of you deeply desires to eat steak and asparagus for dinner. Like you can just feel how nourishing and life-giving it would be for you to eat steak and asparagus. And then you go on with your day and now it's five o'clock and you're tired and you're cranky and you're grumpy and there's no steak and asparagus in the fridge. There's only chicken and zucchini. So you have the soul inspired idea up here in the fifth dimension for steak and asparagus. And then your mind, your brain is working saying, okay, we've only got chicken and zucchini in the fridge. And your mind's saying, we really need to eat the chicken and zucchini. It's going to expire. Don't want to go to the grocery store. It's 20 hours, 20 minutes away. That's going to add an hour to dinner prep. And then the action you take in the 3D is to cook chicken and zucchini for dinner. What you've just done is you've taken yourself out of alignment. Mm. And we do that same kind of pattern over and over and over. And we do it in ways that we rationalize, that seem logical. Like, doesn't it seem logical to eat the chicken and the zucchini instead? Because that would be the right thing to do, right? The illogical thing would be to go to the grocery and buy the steak and asparagus. But we don't know what's going to happen at the grocery. Maybe we're going to meet someone who becomes an ideal client. Maybe the steak and asparagus is exactly what's going to nourish our cells. And then we're going to be inspired after dinner to do a Facebook Live that brings in a sale. Like we don't know because we are emotionally and rationally voting on that soul-inspired idea. What do you think about that? I love it. And thank you for bringing that up because I'm just thinking back to my own morning when I was inspired to go to the gym and like sign up for a membership. And I thought, I'll do it tomorrow. (laughs) Right. 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 Yeah. So if you're listening to this and if this is kind of hitting the nail on the head for you, just spend the rest of today or tomorrow tracking your soul inspired ideas and then watch and see if you actually act on any of them over the course of a day. Because the more you can get into the habit of acting on them, and especially acting on them as soon as possible, the more you're going to stay in alignment. And the the less action, ultimately, you will need to be taking in your business. Mm, I love that. And so tell me a little bit, can you explain a little bit how people can figure out or help themselves understand what necessarily is a soul-inspired idea compared to maybe just a thought that they're thinking like an ego an right. ego idea. Right. okay yeah so soul inspired idea is always going to feel like a leap in your heart it's going to feel lighter it's going to feel expansive it might freak you out a little bit because it may be something you haven't done before but it's going to feel really exciting mm-hmm. and kind of like um, a growth edge for you as opposed to the ego which tends to feel like weightier and heavier. Like, well, I should do this to grow my business. I should do, I should market to my audience today. I should be managing all of these things at the same time. Anytime you're shooting yourself, that's ego. And the way we get confused is we have the soul inspired idea. And then we're like, yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. And then resistance kicks in or the ego kicks in and tries to rationalize us out of doing those things. So 
maybe the soul inspired idea is to launch a new program. And then your ego and your resistance is like, okay, but first we need to research all the other similar programs out there on the internet. Or can't market that program because first we have to do lead generation and build an entire new audience. Or can't launch that program because programs should have really gorgeous sales pages and you can't just enroll people into a program that doesn't have a sales page. Like all of those are forms of resistance. Those are not a sign that you are not in alignment. Those are not a sign that it's not a soul-inspired idea. What's happening is you had the soul-inspired idea and you know because you wrote it down and you felt the expansion in the moment, and then your ego was doing its job, which was to keep you exactly the same so you wouldn't do anything new, so you wouldn't potentially die. Right. That's how we fuck ourselves over. Excuse my language over and over again. No, I understand. And I, I, I curse all the time. So I love it. Thank you so much for that. And I, and just the language when we're noticing that the should is coming up is so yeah. big. It's so big. Cause that's what I tell, I, I, I'm part of some networking events and I try to educate every week and I'm like, most of the thoughts that are loving, that are kinds, that are fun, that are light, those are the soul inspired ideas in your terminology to me that's from spirit that is a download that's a channel right and any of the ideas that you're feeling crappy about you know the ones that are telling you you're fat and you're ugly and you can't do that and you'll never make that much money and nobody will ever pay for that that's bullshit like that is a lie and that's the ego that's trying to keep you safe because it's afraid it's afraid of what's going to happen when things shift and change Right, right. Yeah, and we lie to ourselves all the time. And for those of us who've done the spiritual development work, who've done the inner journey, and like our default, God bless us, I do this too, is as soon as we have some form of resistance, we're like, hold the phone. Let me just analyze the resistance for the next one to six months because maybe there's something in there for me that I need to pack, unpack or learn or grow about. Right. Instead of, again, just taking the inspired action. And to me, it's almost like sitting down the ego and going, okay. Like I'll say, I think I've said it before on this podcast, but um, when I first was launching this, I had three like uh, death visions in my space, like three visions that came to me that I was going to die, like within the two days before I launched. And I was luckily able to go, I see what's going on here. That's not true. And thank you for your fear. Like, thank you for your showing up, but we're going to move forward anyway. Um, but yeah, I did sit on this podcast for three and a half years, sitting in the space of fear and resistance, right? So I get it. Oh, uh -huh. so what helped you flip that switch? I did 40 days in silence. I did 40 days in silence, which for me means isolation from everyone that I know, social media, media at large. Um, and I, I live in Vermont. I went to Florida. I house sat in a place that I had never been and just followed the breadcrumbs, meditated, wrote every day and really put myself in a space. And it was within that meditation and writing space that the podcast came back and spirit was like, now we're moving now. And I was like, okay, okay. Awesome. Good on you. Yeah. Thank you. But it was, 
a long journey, right? Because I sat in that resistance and that's super uncomfortable when people do that. So I empathize with people who do that. But let me tell you, I, this is the funniest thing that happened for me when I did click the launch, you know, like, oh, you just submit to iTube, YouTube and submit to iTunes. Like it really wasn't a big deal, right? It's a keys tap. tap. I had thought confetti was going to fall out of the sky. That didn't happen. But what I didn't see immediately was what I really thought was that the villagers were going to come and burn my house down. That was what I really was afraid of. And, and I went, oh, there was a lot of fear there, but I didn't see it. It just was holding me. And again, that didn't happen. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. I clicked it and it was done. <laughs> like, right. And right. So I think, go no, go on. Go I was going to say, I think that kind of fear of death is very normal. And so in my background, historically, I used to be a trauma chaplain and I was also a home hospice chaplain. So I have technically helped hundreds of people to die. So I actually know exactly what it's like to die because I've seen it over and over and over again. I've witnessed it. I've been a part of it. And I will often tease conscious entrepreneurs and be like, okay, I realize you don't want to make this phone call to see if you can book a speaking gig, but are you literally, is this literally going to cause you to physically die? Because if not, it's just fear and that's normal, but it doesn't have to stop you. I love that. Thank you for that. So yeah, that, that's a great way to move people through the fear. I wish I would have had somebody three and a half years ago to say you're not going to die. Um, but, but at the same time, I, I know that it's divine timing. I know that I'm such a, I'm in such a better space. I'm so much more honed in on what this podcast is for. You know what I mean? Like I, um, I can rationalize it all day, but, but, but I think that everything is divine in that way. So I'm curious about your transition from being a trauma chaplain and from helping assisting people to die to like moving into the entrepreneurial space and then helping people really move into their businesses and their next level. Right. Yeah. And the um, super secret is that it's the exact same thing, right? So I'm helping people to die and go into that next level version of themselves. So it's no longer a literal physical death. It's a death into that next iteration because conscious entrepreneurs, especially we're always dying to who we have been in order to become that next version of ourselves. And when we can start to understand that it is a death and rebirth cycle, then it becomes a lot easier and it feels less um, end of the road-ish. Yeah, so the journey is I was working as, an, as a trauma chaplain and then a home hospice chaplain here in Appalachia. So I was going into cabins and shacks and trailers helping people die and then helping their families through the bereavement process and working in two different ERs and ICUs doing level one and level two traumas. So extreme cases like gunshot wound to the head, motor vehicle collisions, heart attacks, um, major accidents, loss of limb, that kind of thing. And I would go in and if the patient was conscious, you know, I'd interact with them. I'd work with the trauma team to help them navigate communication with the family. I'd be with the family through the journey. 
through the, do we take this person off of life support conversations, those types of things. And meanwhile, I was still running my spiritual direction slash life coaching business. And one day I noticed, it took me like a year to pick up the clue phone, that all of my clients were entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs want to obsessively talk about their businesses. So I was like, okay, we can totally talk about your business. And I already was helping my clients get into energetic alignment in their lives because I, I can see what's in and out of alignment for someone. And I thought to myself, okay, what if I apply these same principles to these people's businesses and look at what's in and out of alignment with the marketing? What's in and out of alignment with the pricing? What's in and out of alignment with the name of the program? And just give them feedback. So without understanding their whole business, I could simply ask, is this in or out of alignment? Does the price need to be increased or decreased? That kind of thing. And then my clients started making more money. And I thought, holy shit, this is a business model. So that's what caused me to flip the switch for myself and to really move into mentoring conscious entrepreneurs on their business growth. And now that I've worked with so many entrepreneurs to do that, I have a much better handle on types of businesses. And I understand probably way more than I ever want to about marketing and lead generation and sales funnels and backend, you know, softwares and systems and all that. Um, but it's always, is this in alignment? And if it's not in alignment, what needs to shift in order to bring that person or business or situation into alignment for next level growth. Mm, I love that. And so I'm a little bit curious, like I know firsthand how this business journey is, it's a death and a rebirth all of the time. And I'm curious if you do any type of ritual with your clients around that. You know, that's really funny because so I'm a Quaker minister and I just had about a month ago, a national Quaker organization reach out to me to ask me if I would be a keynote at a conference next year, next spring. And the topic is ritual. And my immediate reaction was, I don't know anything about ritual. I don't know anything. And I'm talking to, I have what's called a peer minister support group. So it's a group of, we're all Quaker ministers doing different ministries. And we meet once a month to talk about how our ministries are going and what's next for us. My ministry right now is the platform of my business. And they reminded me, okay, Emma, you're a shamanic practitioner. You used to be a hospice and hospital chaplain. Like why, why are you telling yourself this story that you don't do ritual? You do ritual all the time. You're just making it seem like it's something more like elegant than what it is that you do. So there are things that I do to set the container. If I'm leading a group call, you know, I'll really set the intention that everyone on the call is going to have the breakthrough that they need. Mm -hmm. I'll often kind of tune into the collective energy of the group. I'll, when I'm working one-on-one -on -one with people, I'll tune into their energy. And I might suggest practices for them to do to help them move to that next level. So maybe that's a journaling exercise. Maybe that's burning, um, like setting an intention and then burning it and releasing it so that they're not attached to what that intention is. That can play out in a lot of different ways. There's probably more information than you needed to know. <laughs> I really appreciate your honesty about it. I mean, and I think 
at least the way I grew up, I grew up in a very strict Baptist home. And so the idea of ritual has been demonized in many ways, right? Um, but it can be as small as your morning cup of coffee or washing your face before you go to bed. Um, like we have all of these small daily rituals. And so I just wasn't sure if you had like certain ways to help people grieve at the, you know, there's this bereavement of the old self that they're letting go as well as welcoming in the new self. Right. I know sometimes we can just get really excited about, well, it's new, 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 you know, and just go on instead of really sitting with, okay. And, and what actually is being lost and letting that go. Yes. And I feel like, honestly, I feel like that's a growth edge for me. And thank you for lifting that up for me. I also want to offer a, um, another way to approach that, which is to celebrate right. as often as possible who you are becoming, who you're stepping into to honor that. Because each time we celebrate, what we're doing is we're communicating to the universe, oh, I want more of that. And to not just celebrate financial successes. Right. Because as you're doing the next level growth in your business, it is about finances, ideally, but it's always much more about who you are and who you get to be in the world and how you get to show up and celebrating being able to step out even more fully in your own soul expression, self-expression. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and feeling more in alignment and feeling more, you know, pulled by the mission to me is the divine feminine is the flow, right? that we get to be in the energy of our businesses and the energy of our life's work instead of the pushing energy that that hustle is, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I love that. I love that. Thank you. Um, so I'm curious about the free gifts that you are sharing with our listeners, viewers. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. It's a downloadable PDF of the 10 simple strategies to break through to your next level. So based on my work with thousands of entrepreneurs and with myself, the patterns that I see that really stop people from being able to break through to their next level and what to do about that. Because when we can become more conscious of the ways that we're stopping ourselves from our next level growth, we can become even more powerful and even more aligned and have the impact that we desire to have. Really help transform consciousness on this planet, help heal this planet, help heal ourselves. I love that. And so it feels like it also would be um, helping people maybe see where they may self-sabotage. Is that mm -hmm. true? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because that's such an important piece to be able to see. I know myself, I've completely imploded my life before because of self-sabotage. Um, and, and nobody needs to go through that. Like, it's not necessary. Right, right, exactly. And, you know, if you're carrying a belief that it is necessary, you're going to keep doing it. Yeah, we talk a lot about that. And I've got a free Facebook community called Quantum Expansion. We talk about those types of patterns that interrupt our success a lot in that group. Nice. 
I love that. Thank you so much. So is anybody allowed to join the Facebook group? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's facebook.com quantum expansion. Emma Churchman, I think is the name of the. Okay. The name but if they the just group, do a search but... for quantum expansion, Emma Churchman, it'll be there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, and if anyone is interested in getting Emma's free gift, it is at emmachurchman.com backslash project breakthrough. I love that. Thank you so much for being so generous with our listeners and viewers. And I'm just curious, do you have anything that you want to add at the end that I haven't asked about, or maybe you feel inspired to share? Yeah, I was talking with one of my team members earlier today about seeing possibilities for ourselves that we haven't been able to see before. And I was giving the example of in the middle of the night when I wake up, because I often wake up around 3 a.m., I'll start doing Sudoku, you know, the game Sudoku with the numbers. And I do that because it gets me into the habit of training my brain to look for what is not readily visible to me. I have to look for the under, like I've got to see all of the different numbers and how they're working together in order to, you know, get the numbers one through nine in each row and in each box, which is how Sudoku works. So it puts me into this habit of continually looking for a different perspective on a situation. And when I do that over and over again, it actually creates a new neural pathway in my brain that causes my brain to start looking on a regular basis for new opportunities, for what I may not have seen the day before. And when we can get into the habit of always saying, what other possibility exists here? What else is available here? And train our brain to be looking for that. It's going to be easier to step into that next level growth. I love that. That is so important. And what a great tangible tool that people can pick up. It doesn't need to be three o'clock in the morning, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, like, I love that. I absolutely love that. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. And so, Emma, I'm so honored to have had you on the show today. I, I am so grateful for you joining us. The conversation is really important to know, for people to know that they don't have to self-sabotage. They can get into the flow. They can get into alignment with themselves and their business. And Please, 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 if you're listening to this or watching it, go to Emma's website, emmachurchman.com. The free gift is at backslash project breakthrough. You can find her Facebook group, um, Quantum Expansion by Emma Churchman. And as always, this is, my name is Celeste Hartwell. This is the Divine Feminine Leaders Podcast. And we're really here to give you new opportunities, new tools and, and tips that you can take into your daily life to make it better. And I really encourage you to do the work that has been outlined here to just see how, how things can shift and then just keep at it. Consistency is key. So thank you so much, Emma. Thank you for having me, Celeste. This is a wonderful opportunity. Thank you.